Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Brown Queens. We have the wonderful TikTok star Trisha Butthra joining us for an interview today. We're also going to talk a little bit about social media, what's what's going on there today, some West Elm Caleb stuff. Hey Jyoti, how are you feeling? I know you have COVID. Yes, I do. I feel fine. I just feel like, like, you know, just super tired, which I am every day of my life anyways, but Um, And like a little congested, but I'm okay. It's more just, I don't want to infect anybody. That's why I'm here by myself. Doing the right thing. It's fine. You'll be, we'll be back together soon enough. Yes, we will. And hopefully uh, we will be at a Rams game next week. Rams and a Niner game. Yeah, I want to go. I don't even pay attention to football, but you know, towards the end of the season, I do. Yeah, it's all good. It's okay. If my team wins. And then the Rams and the Niners play. Whoever wins that game goes to the Super Bowl. So very important. <laughs> okay, that I do know. That I do know. Pay attention yeah. a little bit. How, How are you? I'm good. I went out this weekend, which I haven't done in a long time. So it was super fun. I know. I saw your snaps. So I was like living through you. I was like, oh, I wish Oh, I Jody, was- it's usually I'm always living through you. So don't even <laughs> worry about it. Was, um, I, was like, I was like, look, she's having so much fun. um it was like yeah it was packed everywhere I don't remember the last time I went out like that and it was fun yeah beauty and ethics was it like a party again like it used to be um no it was like so we went for dinner but it was like super poppin and then after that we went to no vacancy actually oh you're (laughs) which we've been to but it was like when we went it was very early remember we went at like 8 p.m and there was like nobody yeah Jyothi Last night, it was so packed, you couldn't even move. No. Like, it was – Saturday? It oh was crazy – like, it was rowdy. Like, that's the word I would use to describe it. Like, people I thought you were just, about to say ratchet. <laughs> no, but it was, like, rowdy. Like, people were belligerently wasted everywhere. It was crazy. There, but it was a good time. Any, were there any handsome potentials, maybe? No? No. We ended up at this table with, like, these – of There's course, like there? middle, huh? There's tables there, like to get tables. Oh, the tables that yes. are. Yes, yes. Oh, Remember, okay. we sat at one last time, but it was like way yeah. early before anybody was there. Yeah, but, like yeah, a yeah. little, like bottle service area with this, of course, like Middle Eastern group of, of guys. Course. Always. Um, And what's so funny is like at the beginning of the night, they were like completely sober and they were like so non-creepy, like, you know, just letting us chill, whatever. And it's like as the night went on and they drank more and they like got creepier and creepier. Uh, And then after that, we're like, okay, we're leaving. Bye. But it was Yeah. I hate that. I hate when guys get like that. It's like the alcohol brings out the creep in them. It really is that. Yeah, it happens with Indian guys too. Like I've noticed, like they'll keep their super cool when they meet me, and when they start getting drunk, it's like, come over here, or like, and I'm like, yes, oh. yeah, it's no, really you don't awful. own me just because you have a bottle service table. I could buy my own drinks. Trust. <laughs> um. So also, I wanted to talk about this week on Instagram. I accidentally like double clicked on one of my friend's messages, and then it was like it went into vanish mode. And my friend was like, oh, why did you put me on vanish mode? And I was like, what the fuck is vanish mode? And it's basically when your messages disappear after you send them. And I was like, this is some shady ass stuff Instagram made for cheating guys. For cheating, yeah, for like the celebrity people. Oh my like, God. why else would you want disappearing messages? 
Wow. Did you know about this? I've seen it happen before, but I didn't really like, I didn't really think anything of it. I was just like, what the fuck is this? And then I just was like, do do. But now that makes sense what you're talking about. Cause I, this I've never is like used- news to me. I had, I didn't even know this existed on Instagram. Have you heard of this West Elm Caleb shit that's going on? No, but it sounds like it's up my alley. <laughs> yes, Jyoti, the chaos in it is so wonderful. So on TikTok, this one girl posted this, and this is like viral everywhere right now. Everybody's posting it. This one girl posted um, this guy that ghosted her on Hinge. Uh-huh. And then like another girl like uh, replied to it and was like, oh my God, I have a story too. Like he ghosted me too. He did this, blah, blah, blah. And then another girl replied to it and another girl and another girl. And like, apparently like he's done it to like so many girls across New York. And now like, it, like this guy had to delete his LinkedIn. Like he works for West Elm. That's why they're calling him West Elm Caleb. And uh-huh. literally another furniture company put up a billboard in New York and said, our chairs aren't made by Caleb this poor guy but i love and they're like saying that the girls of new york have unionized against like the shady men of hinge dead i know i love it and then there was this girl that made this tiktok and she's like hey la girls can we do the same for like the guys that ghost us on hinge and i'm like yes please let's do this everywhere let's destroy these men yeah, because the men, I feel like men in LA are worse than men anywhere. And I don't know if it's, I'm just saying that because, you know, I'm from LA, but I really, every girl like you or anyone I've ever talked to, LA men are bad. <laughs> they are. I think it's like the big city thing. It's like the Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah. It's like, they think that the more is better and they play these. I feel like I'm loving the energy that TikTok is creating between girls. I feel like it's helping us build a bigger community more than ever. Like a sisterhood? Yes. And I'm all for destroying men in the process. Yeah. They're always destroying us with their stupid comments and their like songs and everything. Like if you really listen to some hip hop songs, like I just had threesomes with the bitch. My bitch likes a bitch, blah, blah, blah. You know, like all this kind of stuff. Yes. You know, and I mean, I might be listening to some of this, but then I think about it and I'm like, this is the fantasy these men create in their head. Like, oh, I want tons of bitches. Bitches love bitches, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, it's not real life. I mean, it can't, it may be, but it's not sustainable. Oh, yes. Speaking of rap music. I, this is a great watch for you while you're like quarantining. I just watched the Kid Cudi documentary. It was fucking phenomenal. Is it on Netflix? It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, video. I have everything. No worries, girl. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was so good, Jyoti. I don't know if you're like a Kid Cudi fan, but like I feel like I even if you're- yeah, like even if you're not, um, we all know like he went through like depression and things like that. But the way this documentary was done and like talked about like everything he went through, it was so well done, like so good. It felt like a movie. It was great. Really? I, I'm definitely going to watch it. I heard that about the Nikki Jam documentary too. Have you seen that one? No. What is that on? Um, it was on Netflix. <coughs> Maybe it's still on there. I heard that's also like a movie. Like his life was crazy. So that's okay. a watch. You, I'll watch Kid Cudi. You watch Nikki Jam. <laughs> okay, down. I highly recommend the Kid Cudi documentary to everybody. Like, even if you're not a fan of his, because he talks a lot about like his mental health issues and like being depressed and going through that stuff in life. And it was just, it was kind of like inspirational. 
I love that, especially because, you know, it's, it's a rough time for everyone. Like so many different, like different changes, adjustments, um, just everything that everyone's going through. And I think everyone's going through something, you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Well, we are super excited because we have Trisha Batra coming on our little TikTok queen. Yes. Our TikToks, BB. Uh, we love her. Um, we like the fact that she represents everything that we stand for. Hi, Trisha. How are you? Thanks for coming in on a Sunday morning. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so excited to be a part of this podcast. I feel like it gives a very, I wouldn't say a call her daddy feel, but it's definitely- Oh, wow. That's everything we go for. (laughs) Really? Okay. Because I wanted, like, one of my goals actually for, um, like, my vision board this year was to be on a podcast that was very, like, kind of a safe space for brown women to be their true self, whether it was, like, embracing their femininity or like sexuality and like talk about things that are a little bit taboo. So Trisha, everything you said speaks to us right now. That's exactly what we wanted to create. We wanted to like show the things that Brown Queens never talk about, or, you know, like the real problems we have, like being comfortable in our sexuality, like dating issues, like immigrant daughter problems. Literally being an Indian hybrid, like being Indian, but still like having like, are you in America or are you in Canada? She's in Orange County. She needs to grab lunch with us. perfect. So yeah, so being like, being an American and like, you know, also being Indian and like having to juggle all of that. And then people getting mad at you for not being Indian enough or being too American. It's just, it's a lot, but I, yes. I mean, I to make myself sound old. I was telling um, Neha off air. I was like, she reminds me of my young self. I don't know if I should be saying that. <laughs> I feel so old. <laughs> yeah. That's why we wanted you on. We saw your TikToks and we're like, oh, we love everything that she's standing for and saying. And like, you're kind of saying the things that like we say on our podcast every week. So we love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so honored. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about you got, how you got started even with like your social media presence and just kind of like the TikToks and like, uh, videos you've been putting out or like, what made you want to even do that? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually got into like the social media space, I would say, um, at 16, 17, and there was a pageant in LA and it was called Miss India America. And (laughs) yes. So I remember there was this one girl that I really looked up to her name's Sonika. And I was like, I have to, I was just so obsessed. And I did this pageant and I met so many like Brown creators or Brown like creatives and people who are really dedicated to social media, acting, modeling. And I was like, this is like what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I definitely thought I was very young to go into that pageant because a lot of them were like in their mid twenties. And I was like, who's this teenager hanging out with them? (laughs) Um, But it gave me some perspective of like what I wanted to do with my life. And then I started, I said, or like growing on social media in 2020. So when like reels came out um, and all of these updates and a lot of photo shoots I would do were like around like, like these Punjabi photo shoots. Um, and so 
a lot of these like they see models would be like oh yeah like let's collab let's do something together um and that's how I started to grow slowly and then on TikTok I don't know there was like a point where like I just didn't want to post like a thirst trap one day or like I was like I'm tired of being pretty online (laughs) it is exhausting sometimes you're like oh I just want to be my real self (laughs) yes and I posted this video about like how I would seek for male validation as a teenager and how like detrimental that was for my mental health and so many of these girls that were like in college or like in high school were like please make these videos like I need this so I decided to be like okay yeah and then everyone started calling me like BB and I was like oh that's so cute so I just like called myself like I love that TikToks like big BB and I just like make random TikToks now like in my car or like in this place where I could be like my true self. Um, and actually what's so funny, I like posted a TikTok last, like yesterday about um, how brown men are not the greatest. Um, oh, and- that's like a- us every week over here. Oh girl, my life is based on saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like uh, just now I kind of like figured out my mojo, but like the dopamine rush, like I was going viral like last night and I was like, oh my God, like, is this how creators feel like on a daily? Like how do like these huge creators like process that and like kind of, be themselves knowing that they're talking to like thousands of people or like portraying thousands of people but that's a little bit how I got into the social media space and like what I want to do with I guess like my personal brand no we love it I love that you have like such an authentic voice and that you're kind of like what we wanted to do with our podcast like you're putting out things that like we all think but are so afraid to say like I feel like in brown communities especially with girls we like never talk we or we used to never talk about these things and when we hear like other people be like oh shoot I felt like that too like or definitely you know feels good yeah no I definitely like growing up like I feel like nowadays we have like great brown queens like you that are like hey like I go through the same shit that you're going through but like you know back in the day no one really talked about it you know what I mean it was all about like being the perfect Indian kid, keeping your, keeping secrets, only telling your white friends, but not like your <laughs> friends, you know what I mean? Yes. And you were like, relate, your white friends were like, you're such a good girl. And I'm like, can you tell my community that? Because they I know. don't think that about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's nice to see girls like you, like unapologetic and like, hey, I go through these things. I'm not Miss Perfect. I'm not just a pretty face. Like I go through some shit. Like, And we all do, you know what I mean? It's really hard to balance this hybrid life. It's like our parents want us a certain way. They want us a certain way. And then we want to be- Society wants us a certain way. Yeah. What's the message you want to put out with like your TikToks and everything that like, you know, um, like I see how you're posting like, you know, your unapologetic self um, and like your videos of like, this is what my body looks like, bitches. Like, you know, like I, I love that. Like, what is the message you want to send out to, as a Didi, to all your brown queens and non-brown queens? So I grew up as an only child, um, and I just felt like there were things I couldn't talk about with my friends. There were things I couldn't talk about with my mom, and I was just needing that older sister so badly. Like, I remember at 17, 
Um, I remember at 17, um, I was like, so dumb, but I was talking to this guy and it was like, definitely like, I just saw myself like really changing for him. I saw myself like being something I didn't want to be. And I wish I had an older sister to be like, snap out of it, girl. Like this guy's terrible for you. And like, you got to focus on school. And so like, now I see like, there's so many girls who don't have that person. And I feel like topics like sex, dating, relationships, um, you know, things like you being your true self is so awkward to talk about, even with your friends. Like one thing that I mentioned, it's like white girl locker room talk is so different from brown girl locker room talk. And I was done with that. Like, I think like this year, um, especially like, I don't know what happened. Like in January, 2022, I like flipped the table. I was so over it. I was like, I want to talk openly about things. And I want girls to have a safe space where they can ask questions. They can't ask their friends or their mom. So I think like to sum it all up, I just want to be their like their BB, like as much as possible. And like, they know that they have a safe space on my platform to ask anything. And I'll be completely blunt and honest because I think it's so important, honestly, for the safety of these brown girls and brown women um, exploring themselves and like the people that they interact. I definitely think they need someone like this. First of all, Trisha, you're way ahead of the game because I was like liking a shitty guy at 25. So, <laughs> you know, being that self-aware at 17 is great. Um, but I totally agree with what you say. I feel like having, hearing your videos, it probably makes people feel better in their skin and become more self-aware of that, themselves, which is like what we all need more of. 100%. You should start something like a, like on your page or like a day, like ask your DD, like hashtag. Ask. Oh yes. Look at Jyoti giving you the marketing tips. Yeah, I like it girl. I was like, cause I know I saw that you, um, I was, you're way ahead of the game girl. It took me a long time to like find a niche or even I still don't have one. I'm like, I do everything, but, um, Same. I like, yeah. Like I like that you stuck to the BB thing and you should do like, ask your DD. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey guys, Ask me anything, like go on live or something. Like, I think that would be so amazing. I love, I love that. Um, moving to your uh, dancing. So I really yes. like you posted that you tried out for the LA Rams and other, other teams as well. And you struck out, which is totally fine. Cause kudos normalize to you. rejection, hashtag yeah. normalize rejection. <laughs> having the balls to even post like, an unedited video. Like it was all you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Um, explain rejection to us because a lot of us have a hard time dealing with it nowadays or even admitting to it or acting like it's an okay thing. We feel like it's such a failure when it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. So in 2019, I built this community called South Asian productions. Um, I, since I really wanted to be like a model, a creator, actress, whatever, I wanted to be around people I could relate to. So I created this community and it was truly like that community of like South Asian creatives that really normalized rejection because we started talking about things like the pressure that we all feel to be like the best in our field or like the pressure we all feel to be perfect all the time. 
And, um, you know, like coming from like either conservative families, like it just really yeah. opened me up and it really made me feel very vulnerable. And, you know, especially with like me, like I grew up in a predominantly like white neighborhood as like many of us. And, you know, for me, like I learning dance, I went through Western dancing or like learning modeling. It was actually through like girls who were on like the varsity dance team in high school and like they, like that, I got exposed to that industry in some way. And the, how they handled rejection was like so inspiring to me as well, because they just kept going and going and going. And now I see rejection in a very beautiful way. Like if you get rejected, it just means that you are going to something that's even better. Um, and like, now it's like, I, made an impulsive choice and I like decided, you know what, I'm going to apply to modeling agencies. Like why not? Um, cause if like NFL NBA doesn't work out this year, that's totally fine. And I got like multiple callbacks. So I was like, oh, you know what, it took awesome. seven years to get here. It's like, everyone has their own journey. And I honestly, like, I'm so thankful for rejection. I'm so thankful that oh. like the universe puts me in like the right place at the right time. And I like truly believe in that. Same. Rejection is redirection. I always say that. If it's not your door, it won't open. I tell myself that every time I don't get an opportunity, I'm like, you know what? It's not my door. The the door that's right for me is going to open. There you go. No, exactly. And then I like that like you posted that because a lot of people post their highlight reel on Instagram. Like we see like, oh my God, this person, like a, a lot of girl, like girls and guys sure do this. Like they compare themselves to somebody who's successful, but they don't know all the time or didn't see all the failures that they went through. Like you said, it took you seven years. We would have never known that ever. Yeah. Jyothi and me talk about this all the time. Like the pressure that like, we're like aware of it and it still gets to us. Like it's hard not to like compare yourself and see when you're seeing like social media be this image of perfection for everybody. So it's nice when you get like those touches of like, oh, you know what? Like people's lives are just as tough in like different ways. Everybody faces rejection. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. There was like, I posted that video and I was like, I'm an amazing dancer. Like, it was just like one thing where I was like, you know, there's this pressure with South Asian creatives. If we feel we don't have like a hundred K followers, right. Or if we don't get signed with like the best agency, we can't really call ourselves a creator or a dancer or a model. I even consider like, yeah, it's like imposter syndrome. Like, I feel like we have it as, as brown girls, like we have it on another level. Like we feel like as an imposter doing anything. What do people say to their, like, you're not even signed. You're like, not even a dancer. You're not even a mom. Like it's the fucking. And like for the lot, like I've learned dance for 15 years. And I was like, I can't call myself a dancer though, because like, I'm not like the best. And, um, one of my friends, she, we went to the same studio and she was like, Trisha, but like you are like, this was your life. And like, yeah, you didn't get on the LA Rams. It's totally fine. I know you're going to try again, but this video in itself is good. And you should be proud of that. And after that, I was like, oh my God, like I'm the shit, like period. <laughs> yes. Like, that's the energy we need. All 2022 yeah. main character energy. You, know, I, you just like got to surround yourself with people that really believe in you that's why like I think now I've kept my circle small um and I've like learned the hard way of trying to be a people pleaser and trying to like love everyone and having them love me but I think keeping your circle small is 
so great for like your mental health and also just like having confidence to pursue your dreams. How yeah, learning like now. <laughs> Sorry, I was just no, like, no, go ahead. Yeah, what's going on with you? <laughs> yeah, after your like, you know, your videos that you're saying and like everything that you like, you're like, I'm the shit. I know who I am now. Like, how is your dating life now? Oh, so I'm in a relationship. Um, oh, we love to see yeah. it. You're ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I finally found someone that really taught me like what love is like. How did you find him? Yeah. So yeah. Right. I mean, was it like, yeah. Tell us the tips. <laughs> where, where are they? Where we me <laughs> so I actually met him um, at like 18 going into college and he was just the type of person that was always like such a, like my best friend first, right? Like Aww. sure, we're flirty, whatever, but like best friend was like, he was my rock for like the longest time. And I think it was like 21 where I was like, this was, this is the guy I want to be with for like the rest of my life. And wow. it was like, I know. And it was like the simple gesture that he did. Um, so, and I know this is like not a big deal, but I feel like for brown women, like we're so hard on ourselves. There was like a day where it was like finals week. I like mustache was like, oof, right. And this guy was like, like saw me as like the most beautiful girl in the world. And I was like, yep. Like the soulmate was just there. Like, I was like, I can't Aww. like that was like the moment. Cause I feel like when you're young and as a teenager, you don't really know anything, but I felt like, I mean, what am I saying in my early twenties? But like, yeah, you're still really young back then, but it was just, you just feel it at the right time. And then I think another thing was, is like, I think I was pursuing something that was so out of the ordinary. Um, and I just remember in college, everyone was like pre-med or engineers, right? And I was thinking of being an entrepreneur and this creator. And um, all these guys, like I remember this one guy, um, I was walking to get Starbucks and I, these guys were talking behind me. They didn't know I was listening. And they were like, yeah, Trisha's like hot as fuck, but like, she's not wifey material. Like I need someone who's like, that, hurt, that hits my soul. That hits right? my soul. And like, like they need, like we want someone that's actually going to have like a future and like a nine to five. And I was like, that was always going to be my backup plan, but I never wanted to market that because I wanted again to be my true self. And that was just such an eye opener that, you know what, like this is a man that truly accepts everything. And like he's yeah. supportive like a hundred percent with modeling acting anything that I do and I think like I just didn't want to waste my time anymore with like guys who were like quote-unquote hot but like wouldn't like respect me or like accept my full self or make you feel seen I feel like that's such a big thing um like being fully seen but that type of statement is fucked up that's such a like societal thing that people put on like what are we in the 1950s where we have to fill a certain role literally I've actually talked about this on like my separate podcast before where it's like somebody was saying that like oh yeah I would fuck Jyoti but I would never wife her like shit like that like you know and it's just like 
bitch, I would be a great wife to wear that. You know what I mean? Like you tell them, Jyoti. Yeah, but it was, but it's not, I'm not going to lie. Like we are human at the end of the day. So it does kind of hurt your feelings because you're just like, how could you say that about me? Like, you don't even fucking know me just because I post hot ass pictures and you think you can't handle it, you know? So I I completely understand where you're coming from. It's like when you're an outspoken brown female to them, that's a threat. You know what I mean? It's like, oh no, she's, she's a bad girl, you know? But you know what? I will tell you guys, I hope this makes you feel a little bit hopeful. Like that's why the next generation is going to be so much better. Cause we're ending like that generational, like trauma, stigma, stereotype. Like my best friend's mother-in-law, like the guy she married, she is, she's kind of like a modern Indian mom. And she is so awesome. Like she saw my Instagram and she was like, yeah, like you guys are young and you have like great bodies and like what's wrong with like taking awesome pictures and being hot, like by all means. And she's like in the medical field, like she's such a great Indian mom, like, you know, yeah, but she's like was kind of raised here and like she's just changing and her sons, oh my God, like my best friend's husband is the best man I've ever like seen be in a relationship. Like they set the standard. So it's like when you are that type of woman, you raise great children, like strong children that are emotionally intelligent and like go into the world and make it a better place um and that's what we're creating because that type of like see see how these guys are (laughs) like when they were raised with that like stigma around them they go out and say shitty things like that and then they get the girl that they is wifey material and then they cheat on her so yeah they have (laughs) terrible relationships nobody wants to marry that who wants to marry a guy like that no not at all but yeah, we, we love everything you are doing, Trisha. We do. Yeah. In conclusion, we love what you're doing. <laughs> uh, what can we see more of from Trisha in the in the upcoming months or years? Yes. Are you doing anything with South Asian productions? Yeah. So I actually started like this whole company called South Asian Enterprises, where we help South Asian creatives get jobs, um, monetize, if they're like creators, monetize their profile, um, and just other ways on how to like help with South Asian representation in media in a positive way. And so I'm just working a lot on that. But I think my main goal this year is one, just to be really happy and two, just not give a fuck. Like, I just feel like for the last two years, I just wanted people to like me so badly. And I don't know why. And this year, I was like, I gotta love myself a little more. Yes. Like, yeah. I just don't, like, if someone doesn't like me, and if someone doesn't want to, like, like, vibe with this energy, then that's totally fine. That's on them. But that shouldn't make me feel lower. Yeah. Be unapologetically yourself. And I always say this too, like, don't ever let anybody tell you who you are because you know yourself better than anybody. Um, And I feel like this, I say this type of stuff to Jyoti all the time because she gets all these mean comments and I'm like, these people don't know you, like you're right. So don't let them tell you who you are. Like, you know who you are. Exactly. And that's why we love you as our brown queen of the week. (laughs) Tell everybody where they can find you on all socials. Oh my gosh. Um, Okay. So on TikTok and Instagram, it's just at Trisha Batra. Um, But honestly, I think like this year, 
don't really care. Like, you want to follow me? Sure. You don't want to follow me? <laughs> but like, follow her, everybody. Check <laughs> her out. But you'll see her. I know, but you'll see you anyways. What I like to say is you don't got to follow me, but you'll see me anyways on your score page <laughs> on everything. And that's where you'll Period. see me. <laughs> but well, we love Thank that. you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. We wanted the world to see Trisha as herself and see who Didi really is. So yes, we were so inspired by you. You're our Brown queen of the week. (laughs) All right, Trisha. Well, we go ahead and have a good day. Have a happy Sunday and we will see more of you. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome.